If you'd like to help us pay our guests and produce the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash what's my thesis. And if you rate and review us five stars, it helps people find us, which is really helpful. Help in twice in one sentence. I want to apologize up top for last week's lack of episode. I needed a little bit of an Instagram mental health break. I know I was still posting stories, but the curation of the actual main feed can get a little difficult um, because not every artist has the same digital presence and I have to make some decisions based on what is available to use. (laughs) And so it got a little exhausting. I have streamlined that process. So I just want you to know that there's like three months of banked episodes and I'm very excited about that. I also want to announce up top that I am in a show and uh, the show's called Transplant, a show organized by Miriam Dims, Daisy Chain Algorithm to include Jovi Schnell, past guest of the show Molly Schulman, Javier Proenza, which is me, Alex Andrew Sanchez, which is my guest today on this episode, and Jackie, and sorry, Jack Rabbit Perez, who goes by Jackie in this episode, she is hanging out and you'll hear her voice, even though she doesn't have a mic. So the show is Saturday, July 27th. It's one day only with the reception from 7 to 9 p.m. Venue is Post at MIM, which is at 4654 West Washington Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, 90016. Uh, yeah, again, the show's called Transplant. It's a pretty fun idea where... I was invited and I didn't really know who was in the show until the thing came out because I was invited by one person and then I invited the next person, which is the algorithm part. Uh, Come by, say hello. I have a drawing in it. Again, the show is called Transplant and it is organized by Miriam Dim's Daisy Chain, which was a lot of fun to be a part of. I would say I'm definitely most interested in the worthless areas. Yeah. bring us in (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right welcome to what's my thesis i'm your host javier proenza every week my guests and i share the answers we found to the questions we have join us as we explore and expand our worldview through research and ask what's my thesis and today my guest is alex andrew sanchez yep nice yeah. Where are you from, Alex? Are you, uh, are you an LA native? Uh, I'm a California native. Okay. Yeah, I'm from San Bernardino. San Bernardino? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Good old San Bernardino. <laughs> San Bernardino. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's, so you do a thing with the, with the name. <laughs> <I didn't, laughs> there wasn't like a fault in my hearing. You, you yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's how I say it. That's yeah, how they yeah. say it back San then? San Bernardino. San Bernardino. Yeah, yeah. Heavy California accent. <laughs> <laughs> and then I do want to acknowledge that we have a guest, another guest in the room. What's your name? Jackie. Jackie. Yeah, because this is the first time that that's happened. So you'll we'll, you'll actually hear an audience laughing sometimes. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, it's good to have you. I think yeah. I, I met you at uh, at other places art fair, right? Yeah, OPATH. OPATH. Yeah. Wait, did you have a space there? Or were you just hanging out? Or were no, you with we the... just went for the day. I nice. knew Nathan was showing some stuff there. Yeah, yeah. And a couple other friends. Yeah, people at the O Projects. At the O Projects. Yeah. That's down here, right? Yeah, it's right down the street. Okay, yeah. yeah. I just noticed that they were here, and I was like, tried to go this um, uh-huh. This last week. But They're still fairly, like, new. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did they have a space yet? How long have they had that space? I think they may... I think this show that they have up right now is their, like, one-year anniversary okay, so show. Okay, it's not, so it's not that new. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think they do a show, like, every month or so, two okay. months. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think this weekend was the last weekend to see a show that was out there. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's a cool spot. Cool. And how do you know Nathan Gulick? 
Um, that is a good question. Are you Otis fan? Yep. Okay. Uh huh. So you is that where you, you uh, did you I do an MFA or a BFA? A BFA there. BFA. Yeah. You you don't have you're a non MFA having brother like uh, me. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like to say I'm you know getting my MFA in the streets. Yes. <laughs> this is essentially my MFA. I have yeah. Come yeah. In there you go. Stuff, exactly. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and everybody knows who gave me the bad ideas that I kept walking around. With. <laughs> Speaking of which um what bad ideas have you brought me today what's it do you have a topic yet um a specific topic in mind or i mean yeah i brought i brought in i I really liked when i was looking at the thing and it was like oh i pulled in this i pulled in that and then we talked about that you know i was like oh what do i have like i have books and like what Uh usually what i talk about in my art practice is like uh the relation between writing and painting and how i do both and how i consider them like interchangeable okay um so yeah, I brought in, and then the other thing about inspirations, I brought in like two poems okay. that were like really inspirational to me. Okay. And and then um, for the past year or so, um, I've been reading this novel called uh, The Savage Detectives that talks about a fictional group of artists called the Visceral Realist. Okay. And um, which who are poets that make visual poems. Or okay. it's inspired by one specific poem in the book that's a, a visual poem. What does that mean, visual poem? Like, it, it's so descriptive uh, phonetically that it, like, verbally that it's... It's a line drawing. Okay, so it is a yeah, drawing. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a line drawing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like how you just cut me off there. <laughs> no, I no, mean... No, because you have that NPR thing where people are like, word pictures. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, no, 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 it's a line drawing. Yeah, yeah. no, it's a, it's a big part of the book, so it's like, once you finally get to there, so the... the the book follows, um, it's like three sets of di- time and three, three, three groups of visceralists at different times and how they interact. In history and, and, or? Huh? In the book. Okay. Uh, and then, and then, so when they're, but they're searching for this, the, the original woman, uh, Cesaria, and, um, oh. uh, what they're looking for is like her writing. And when they finally come across it, you're like three quarters into the book okay. and it's this drawing that's like three separate lines. Okay. Yeah. And it, but it, do you, do you ever see it in the yeah. book? Okay. So yeah. there is a drawing yeah. of the yeah. drawing. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like a plate or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, they find her notebooks. Okay. Yeah. They find her notebooks. Yeah. And so, so what you, are you, you do both, you work in visual art and poetry? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so how, how t- uh, explain to me, actually, is, are you, would you consider yourself a contemporary poet or like what, cause I know, I know they had, mm-hmm. uh, the, my, my point of reference on that is very like the beatniks are <laughs> uh-huh. the, 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 uh, the closest. And then I think I have, uh, an Anne Rice book somewhere okay. in this house that's signed by her that <laughs> that had her husband's poems. But my exposure to poetry is somewhat like antiquated, I would say. Yeah, you, you know, like from like when I was fifteen and 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 a kid. You know, like, um, but I've seen things like I think that they interviewed somebody. It was either on Colbert or something. Uh-huh. Who and it was like, I don't know. I it is poet laureate. The National Poet Oh yeah, po- Poet Laureate yeah. thing. Yeah, and there was, and he was talking about, like, I think that his poem was something that was appropriated. Okay. So like it was like a news article or something. Mm-hmm. Is that 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 so where where like can can you give an, a a dummy like a breakdown of like how contemporary poetry works is that a thing that you're working in as well or is that a different no. is that a different realm no mine's like regional okay like like i think um first off like my interest is like usually literature and then literature about los angeles or literature about america living in american cities okay um and so a lot of that um early on before being like a visual artist was a lot of reading that okay. kind of that those kind of books, and um, so not specific, not exclusive to poetry. Also, fi- uh, fiction. Yeah, yeah. Fiction that takes place in the nonfiction yeah. as well. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not so, like, also uh, histories about the area. Yeah. 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 Well like as... Norman Klein and you know, okay. uh, City yeah. of Courts and like that kind of stuff. Okay. You know. Um, and I, I say okay, not knowing who those people are, but ignore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't want to seem like I'm like, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I mean, there's so much. You know, it's like yeah, no, absolutely, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, um, even even like uh, in the kind of prompt that she sent over, I was like, it, uh, it was like, you know. Like influences over expertise, or or yeah, just yeah, what you're yeah, interested exactly. in, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. what I'm interested in. I wrote that thing so long ago; it's so funny. But it, it yeah. was really helpful, to be honest. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad. yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Glad. But uh, it's, <laughs> I've been like thinking that I need to update it, but because uh, it's because back then the show was a little bit different. I think okay, it was when I was just like starting to invite people on. Yeah, and and it was like. Uh, I think I was like a lot more, or I'm just much more of a specific way of researching. Yeah, you know, and and that and that guide kind of betrays that. Which uh-huh. like, if you're into that, that's uh-huh. fine. Which it seems like you are. <laughs> but if you're not, it can be intimidating. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it does seem like you're into reading and whatnot. So that so you're like, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. You I know, because that's always how I approach everything. I was like, okay, there's the text. Yeah, yeah. This means something. <laughs> I have to figure out and decipher what this means. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um so okay so these uh those what uh, what are interesting things about the region that that kind of have spoken to you in that in sort of that as you were developing like what were the things that mm-hmm. you, that were like this is my interest right as opposed to something else mm-hmm. uh like what were like any specific stories pop into mind about los angeles and how it was developed because there is a lot of mm-hmm. Uh, romance to this area, yeah, and, for and, sure. And, you yeah, know, old Hollywood is, it, yeah. but it doesn't seem like it's specific necessarily to just old Hollywood. No, no, and definitely probably like the not old Hollywood. You okay. know, like as far as I mean, like maybe an interest in like Chinatown, like okay. the, the film. Um, but other than that, uh, to to obviously, uh, and I guess that's the other part having thought about it so much or dealt with it. Like I always think of Los Angeles between, um, Charles Bukowski and John Fonte. Okay. And like that, that was like definitely a starting point. And Uh so like early, early on, I I read everything I could of of theirs. Is Uh, it always grim stuff that you read or? No, (laughs) no. I mean, it's all about perspective, you know, like having an audience. here. (laughs) Um, Because the guest doesn't always laugh. You know, actually, to be honest, yeah, it probably usually is grim. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate to that. I mean, but that's 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 what that's what attracts me, and yeah. like it, and it's like a solace, you know. Do you do you ever it does it ever get like true crimey? Not, I mean, I know that that's like such a cliche now, but that is definitely intertwined. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of murder here in this town in the history of it. Yeah. Like in Chinatown, how many, do you know, do you know of any, like, cause this is just something I find fun. <laughs> um, no, I'm not. So I'm not, not that grim. I think I, yeah, I think, uh, murder is too like real of applicated violence for me. Okay. Like uh, I'm like, uh, interested more in like the everyday violence that doesn't kill you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the societal one imposed on you kind yeah, of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like the one right in the bus, you know, like <laughs> what's going to happen today. <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you owned a car in LA before or, or do you own a car now or do you just mostly prefer? I don't own a car. I don't have a license. But just because it expired like a year or two ago, uh-huh. and and I, you know, I probably have some tickets. Um, <laughs> but no, Los Angeles has been a big basis for me not to drive. Like okay. the, the first time I moved out here, because out in San Bernardino, you have to drive everywhere. Like you mm-hmm. don't have it, or it's also just like different because you drive half an hour and you went somewhere really far, yeah. as opposed to LA, you drive somewhere half an hour and, and you went like, yeah. to like the next little town. So you, so I guess it's like just a whole new knowledge base that you have to. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. But I. But if you're into Bukowski, I can see. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The appeal of that over like living. Even just going throughout the city, you can go to like certain places where things you read about or things you see in movies all the time. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, yeah, and and this city has just changed so much, even in the last three years. Like, uh, just the homelessness shit is just 
so insane. Yeah. It, uh, it's not, it's no longer Skid Row. It's like Skid Rose. Yeah. 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 yeah that's, a, that's, a, that's a I, I, I bet you like, well, cause I, what it, what I, what it reminds me of is that especially like the way that I experience LA is very much from the car. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to visit my sister in San Francisco and my other sister was there too. And she was living in like somewhere out east but it wasn't like a city city yeah and there was like and and my sister looked at us the one who lived in uh, san fran oh san francisco sorry uh-huh. <laughs> and uh and and she was like oh my god you guys aren't used to being this close to strangers because we were just on public transportation and it was oh. it was just like not inside your little pod so yeah i could see <laughs> no i love it and that in fact that's what I was when I was younger. I would go to San Francisco all the time on the weekends. Oh, really? And I I love that about that. And that would be my escape. And I would be like, oh, LA is too stuffy, or like, you yeah, know, yeah. it's like not weird enough. Where like I think it's really weird now. Yes, you know, it's definitely. Weird and now. especially a lot of the people from San Francisco have moved here. To, you know, because <laughs> yeah. But I would ha- I would feel like I'd have to go there. Like if you'd ever go to like the Tenderloin or something, and yeah. you were, and I'd be like, oh, I fit in here. Like this is like the <laughs> right amount of dinginess for me. This is this is I like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I come from Miami, which also has like its griminess. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is a, a little bit different. It's a little bit more druggy. Uh huh. But uh. But it's uh, it. I definitely do not feel uncomfortable when I'm in those places where I'm like. I mean, San Francisco. That's what I would do when I would yeah. go there. I'd go <laughs> do a bunch of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's a lot more, yeah, more yeah. like that. <laughs> you want to do some drugs now? <laughs> uh, so so um, so so does San Bernardino have any mystique to it at all, at all or? Um, yeah, San Bernardino is a weird place, you know? So is that, did, did you, did the thirst for, uh, weird stories, what, like, I'm still mm-hmm. trying to pin down what specifically it is that you romanticize, uh, for yourself. The Not, landscape. Okay, the landscape. Yeah. So what about it? Um, well, even like, as you were saying, how you experience LA in your car, most of that. Yeah. I, I never experienced that, you know, like most of the time I, uh, not that I never do, but there's times where I haven't been in a car for like two months and then all of a sudden I'm in a car <laughs> and I have, and it's such a strange experience, yeah, you know, yeah. like I also have this, um, when I ride the bus, when, when I go from my work to the bus stop, it's like, you know, like maybe half a mile at the most uh-huh. or something like that, you know, and I sit at the bus stop on a really busy corner of La Brea and Obama Boulevard now. Okay. Yeah. And, it used and, to be Rodeo. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Rodeo. Rodeo. Sorry. Rodeo yeah. Is the, <laughs> Rodeo's much here. <laughs> it's a different part of town. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they won't let you get off a bus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think the bus goes by there. <laughs> but it's a different bus. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to switch to yeah. a different Different color line, yeah, like you exa- do in uh, Santa Monica. Exactly. Um, but what I like watching people freak out as they're trying to make a left-hand turn, and, it, <laughs> and because it's a short light, and if someone isn't paying attention or texting on their phone, the like the person two cars down is having a meltdown. And every time I see this, I think about like how I don't have to experience that, yeah, and how I'm like shaving, like saving years of my life by not doing that, and I'm just like. How and then I think like how can people handle that? Because I like just sitting there watching them. I feel bad for them. Like I want to yeah. have a conversation with them or like you know find out where they have to go and like oh you could take this bus and that bus and like <laughs> <laughs> they just be like fuck you yeah 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 they don't want to hear it from me yeah yeah <laughs> so what you so yeah I would I take it you're not for uh, Elon Musk's uh bo- bo- uh boring company plans do you know what about that there that he's trying the to tunnel make, stuff that he's just trying to make tunnels for cars underneath the streets no like i think that's cool i mean i i liked the jetsons when i was a kid so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's, he, he has uh, i think i just recently heard that he's saying that um I forget what it's called. There's like a thing that says that if you build more roads, it's like a principle. And he thinks that that's what's the word he said. Um, he basically says that he just doesn't believe that. And, and like the, the podcast I was listening to was like, no, it, that's science. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. He's a trip. I don't know that much about him. 
Uh, but uh, <laughs> he pulled me into Joe Rogan. Yeah. And, and like that. I'm it was a, just, I'm a Joe, I, I like okay. Joe Rogan. So yeah, that yeah. got me to watch that because he's so weird. And it was just such a strange interview, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and so, like, it kind of went, he won me over. Like, it's some strange <laughs> ideas. No, he's, yeah. yeah. I think he's a bit of a weirdo, though, in, in the sense that um, I think that he's, he probably suffers from being a little smarter than most people in, in, in certain instances. But uh-huh. then it's, it, oh, like, that it always just blinds it, you. It, yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't apply to, like, everything that he does. Yeah. Like, not everything he touches. No, exactly. It's going to turn to gold. Exactly. And then, <laughs> that's, like, part of the benefit of just being You're not on mic. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? This is also the benefit of being, like, maybe smarter than most in certain situations, but just being a white dude. Yeah, like, absolutely. That's what gives people to, like, give him money. They're like, oh, I can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a cozy white dude. I don't know if, how that's going to sound, though, so we might have to take that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish I had another mic. No. <laughs> I do want to make this. Actually, I did want to invite you on individually. That's why I was like, oh, weird. <laughs> we usually travel together. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's yeah. one of the yeah. things that I was going to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> your access. Uh, is that when you're gone for two months? <laughs> that- well, he also well, he bikes everywhere. Yeah, okay. I bike everywhere, too. All right. Well, yeah. 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 Biking's the big one. You got to bike in L.A. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i uh i tried i every time i try i just kick my own ass too hard and like i can't recover fast enough but uh-huh. i need to do it like little by little yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it, it's a long city so it takes yeah it takes <laughs> some patience. Yeah. that's the thing like if you're doing it can be a big commitment to just like go for like you know, even three miles and then coming back, that's not too bad. But I did one where I was like, um, I biked 30 miles just to get to, uh, the Howard Hughes center. Okay. And I was just like, Whoa, dude, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then o- that, over there in Inglewood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why, why were you going over there? Just, I, I go to, uh, I'm not going to, uh, okay. Say it on the podcast, okay. but I, uh, okay. I I go to a doctor in that area. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. I used to go to the movies a lot over there. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah I, and yeah. then I do that. And okay. Then, yeah. And yeah. then Otis is is close to there, so like I lived over there for you really lived long. over there for yeah, a while. Really long. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Then, but then I was like, I noticed that when you take those bike routes, it's not always like the safest place. Like oh, on no. the, on the for... ride back, I was like, oh, this neighborhood has absolutely no street lights whatsoever. Oh, yeah. And That's it, the scariest yeah. thing. Yeah. And I'm like, how do people even live like that? But yeah. Yeah. I don't ride at night anymore. I've yeah. like almost killed myself so many times riding really? a bicycle. Like okay. knocked myself out. Like So I'm going to take that as uh, advice yeah. <laughs> from yeah, an yeah, expert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In that specific area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been, I, I mean, not to go too far off of the topic, but there's, I've been driving um, for delivery services recently. Okay. And it's, it's fucking crazy how like, some parts of town you just can't service like that you know and uh like for example you will get orders where people where it's like it's like right now it's like 6 30 p.m and the order was supposed to be picked up at like 5 30 p.m because mm-hmm. people just keep rejecting the offer because mm-hmm. it's just so inconvenient so it's this like um i think that like the idea of this ride sharing economy and all this thing that it's it's I think it's just adding traffic. I think if you if you if I count all the fucking Grubhub drivers that are just out on the road mm. or uh, Postmates or whatever, I'm trying yeah. to cover up which ones I work for. <laughs> yeah, well, I wonder how long once the pill is over for that. You know, once once like it's like I don't know as far as like. Y- me using those kinds of things like uber like yeah there's only a certain time where it's convenient for me to do that yeah. you know so like i wonder if at a certain point like that stuff like grubhub or whatever like when that when it stops when like the like kind of like the bird scooters when it stops being like i don't know where the, there's a cutoff point where it's interesting anymore where it's like old news or whatever do people yeah. keep keep doing it then you know 
or do we like people revert like is the leveling off or like some people do it or like there's a, a do, you, do you think do you think that people are using bird scooters less i don't know i i don't know yeah yeah <laughs> i would imagine that they would be mad convenient for you <laughs> no technology scares me yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> those things are mad dangerous yeah. too like yeah, i don't yeah. know if you remember in the 90s there was the, the there was a craze for the razor scooter uh-huh. which was like these like it was the same shit without a motor and people yeah. were eating it like left and right because it's just this little flimsy like fucking uh-huh. thing that doesn't really like it gets caught on a wheel i actually saw a kid eat it the other day <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and then that's the funny like man the 90s every everything had to be turned extreme and oh so yeah those scooters like people would try to do tricks on them like that's the boringest shit oh I've yeah ever seen. i watch a thing <laughs> online called or on instagram on scooter slam saturdays or something like that what? yeah it's so funny it's little kids eating shit on their scooters <laughs> <laughs> and then like stranger things font <laughs> it, like comes when up when you with. say eating shit like hitting the ground yeah like okay. trying to do a trick at the skate park and then falling on their face okay yeah, no, yeah. Uh, one of the things that i've <laughs> mentioned before on the show is that uh it, it, in miami eating shit it comes from comer mierda uh-huh. which is which is to just like shoot the shit waste time so okay. like it could okay. you could have just as easily just meant like the kids were just eating shit like yeah yeah skating around yeah and yeah, yeah, fun. yeah talking yeah yeah <laughs> but I, I always love that distinction yeah of, like uh, <laughs> how uh how spanish just dominated over there in miami where are you are you guys where, where are you from uh sanchez here, yeah i'm mexican-american mexican-american yeah. okay yeah. all right would you consider yourself chicano or is that something different um, <laughs> you must be a representative for your people right now. No, I mean, uh, I don't dislike the term. I I didn't. I feel like Chicano is something that was like a generation before me. Like, okay, so, like you know, like my aunts and uncles maybe yeah. identified with that more. Do you speak Spanish? No. Okay. Yeah, and then English is my first language, and then I'm like already fourth generation here. Okay, and then there's a lot of. Like, I don't know, a large part of, uh, I think a lot of Mexican-American people don't know their history and experience that. So Mm. I I definitely experience that. So there's like a, even like my, a lot of the Native American stuff, like I don't know about and no one ever talked about or didn't want to talk about, you know? Have you seen John Leguizamo's... uh History for Latino for, for morons. No, no. <laughs> Why are you laughing so hard? Because I know that she watched it, so. and I was like, "You what? Oh man!" <laughs> this is so frustrating that you don't have a microphone right now. Oh, now we know why you're gonna come back. <laughs> All right, so now you have two people telling you, yeah, yeah, to go I, watch no, this. No, yeah. I don't know. I always say that I'm a brown person. You know? I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am and as well. that that the I I think there's always something in that that like um, even culturally through my experience like is a thing that whether you're calling yourself Latino, Hispanic, it never it addresses the issue of color. Yeah. And, yeah. and like uh, I think a lot of I I don't experience it much anymore. But like even when I was a kid, I remember like people in my family not wanting to be dark skinned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was and like now that's so odd to me. Yeah. You know, like especially Well, I I know, I mean, I, I used to coach soccer and I uh-huh. knew a family where where the the sister would tell her brother that he was adopted because it was darker skin than the rest of them. Yeah, and, and that's like, like a that's common like, story, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, so, yeah. Well, and yeah. the other thing that I found interesting about what you were saying is that I'm first generation american uh-huh. and that has a, i think it has a lot to do with like the, the specifically with the diaspora yeah whereas like f- over here there are so many generations like it it, it it's probably going to be more normal for cuban americans to not speak spanish with it with generations uh going yeah. forward because like my grandmother spoke it and my parents spoke it like my mom speaks english with an accent yeah you know yeah, yeah. and so so that's interesting how like you guys are a little bit more are you guys uh just no, mexicans americans are are more integrated into uh the landscape and 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 really like there was a bit of a white flight mm-hmm. when when miami got taken over so that's why it's so fucking spanish oriented over there uh-huh. right so so i find i find all of that interesting i also like um it's it's hard to meet uh 
other Hispanic people regularly in the arts community, it, it does feel a little oversaturated. Yeah, I, I honestly feel until recently, like yeah. I, I hadn't experienced it. Yeah. Or or found that there, you know? But where? Uh, in, in like an art community, specifically in Los Angeles. And over like the past few years was like the first time I started meeting other... Other uh, Hispanic. Yeah, other Hispanic, Latino, yeah. brown, whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. And it was like, I'd honestly relieving and like... You no, know. it. Well, what I always tell my friends, because I have friends, but that sometimes I'm like, I don't necessarily want to hang out with a whole crew of like uh-huh. <laughs> blanquitos, <laughs> <laughs> where where it's gonna be it. It it's it can be a little bit like. Uh, do, do you know the the Dave Chappelle sketch where it where he has the black uh, real world? Because uh-huh. he he talk he, oh, yeah, he talks yeah, about yeah. how like there's. There's uh, always one black guy on the real world, and he freaks out because yeah. he's surrounded by white people, and then he—that's why he does the. One yeah. Well, that's like the fear, right? Like yeah. always is like you never want to be the stereotype, and around people, certain demographics of people, it's way easier to feel like the stereotype, you know? Yeah, and yeah. and uh, yeah, and also there's like a lot of people that are coming from Europe here too. Like there's uh-huh. like. I, we run I mean, into, LA is always changing, you yeah. know. Yeah. And but there's like I don't know. There there's been some experiences with like uh, I'm not gonna call out the organizations, but there oh. are artists that come here from like um, northern European countries that uh-huh. sometimes you're like, wow, you don't hear yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's everywhere, and I I always say that when. You know, it's really nice living in L.A. and like you're allowed to do a lot more things and a lot people are a lot more open to people being who they are. Yeah. But being where I'm from, you just have to travel half an hour to experience some real racist shit real quick. You know, like, yeah, same thing in Florida. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. Florida, you got like Florida, North Carolina, Alabama, (laughs) Georgia. It's just like a fucking buffer. Yeah. So it's a little strange. But let's get back on on just general L.A. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, so how long have you been here? Uh, Because you said you moved here and then you left and then you came back. Is that did I understand that correctly? Yeah, like several times. Okay. But always just back to San Bernardino to. Okay. To, because I couldn't afford to live here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in 2006 or something like that, like that's what to go to school to go to, to, go to school. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So and then you graduated when uh, 2000, 2010. 2010. Yeah, I went there for three years. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And your specific yeah. uh, area of concentration was painting. Painting. Mm-hmm. And but you were you said you were more focused on poetry <clears throat> before that. That's like. <laughs> As a personal choice, I like, uh, when I look back at, like, the kind of things as a creative person Mm -hmm. that I've kind of set in place for myself or, like, intention. So I was already interested in literature and writing. I was going to community college, and that, like, kind of turned me on to fine art and, like, contemporary art. Mm -hmm. But I was still, like, a lot more interested in just, like, writing as my art, you know? Mm -hmm. Or, or, like, whether it was notebooks notebooks writings and scribblings and drawings mix all mixed together yeah. that was like my my medium or my art you know but was it specifically narrative form uh, yeah linear narratives <sighs> or or was it also very very much about poetry it, uh, just all those things but definitely not linear not linear okay. yeah 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 Definitely fragmented. So like a, a more postmodern approach to yeah, to, to yeah. Okay. and definitely wanting to not be linear. Like a Pulp Fiction? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. I mean, when I saw that movie, that movie blew my mind. Well, I, was, I think I was it like, blew a lot of people's minds. And yeah, because I, I, like, yeah. I was like 13 maybe yeah, or something, yeah. and I hadn't seen oh, something okay. in that kind of storytelling. You seem so much younger, or you seem very young. I, I think we're actually, if you were 13, I think I was like 16. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. I'm 35. Oh, so then, yeah. So you were 13. I must have been 17. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And 97 is when it came out? I can't remember. You know, I I just... But it was was I'm guessing, like, maybe I was even younger. I feel like I was in, like, somewhere between the fifth and seventh grade. No, no, no. But but what's it called? But that was a very specific movie. I don't think that that had really happened before quite like that. Like, where, where, where the... where. 
where the main even that because yeah. that movie they they they're in um pan's diner in inglewood uh-huh and and i, I lived across the street from there oh, i've always wondered I, it was the best food it's such oh, good yeah. it's been there since like the 50s or something like that with like that's the, right that's a yeah. very la movie yeah yeah so like even that kind of stuff like attracted me or like yeah. it's always been there and then eventually like i lived there yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and it does. And LA yeah. does feel like if you're just in the right circles, you could end up in any one of those fucking stories. Yeah, like, for you sure. You live in your bubble and yeah. you talk to your artist <laughs> friends, but if you're oh, like, man. if you're making money the way these guys are making money, you might end up getting raped in the bottom of a fucking dungeon <laughs> by a kimp. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah 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 just you know yeah, yeah. i'm sorry i went to the most extreme part of that movie no no, no no i was just watching it in my head and that's where i ended up <laughs> we cool no we're not fucking cool <laughs> no i mean us <laughs> yeah God damn, Ving Rhames is so good in that shit. I yeah, but yeah, that that is actually that is a, a nice like. Um, I'm glad that I brought that up by accident, but yeah, that is sort of what is what, what what there is to be fascinated about Los Angeles, I think, and especially if you're out there on the streets instead of in your car, like, yeah. and you're like breathing it in because there no, are parts. Exactly. This city does have its smells. Yeah, and like downtown has some pretty nasty ones too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean the there's the you know thing going when I was younger I, I remember when uh downtown was more desolate and there wasn't that much going on at night mm-hmm. and then you could go to like um gosh I forgot what it was called but it was on 4th street there was a bar there that's like closed now and then like I think originally it was like a tranny bar it's at like in in the 80s mm-hmm. but um uh the smell when the smell opened up it's an, do you know what the smell is? It's like an all ages club downtown. Oh no. Um, it's, in is be- it still there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that opened up, I don't know, like, I don't know how long they've probably way longer than like 10, 15 years, something like that. Right. Uh-huh. But you would come to downtown, there'd be nothing there. And like where you'd park, like on fourth street, kind of going towards little Tokyo, you know, it was really populated with homeless people, like only homeless people then. And like you, I remember like a couple times someone asking you for a couple dollars to watch your car. So you yeah, go, yeah. you know, but that place is called the smell because it was like in between the alleyways and it <laughs> fucking smelled. <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy. So, so, and what kind of music uh, venue? Cause I think all ages, I immediately think it's like a punk club. Yeah, for okay. sure. It was all ages. Um, and like this kind of new spastic weirdo, like the uh, post-punk rock music a lot of a lot of that stuff okay came out of there yeah nice or that's when like a lot of like uh bands like no age and a Vigoda and all this like <laughs> weird music that's yeah like, yeah people that's were... actually something that i want to get more into because this is a nice town where you can just stumble into like a venue and you're like oh yeah all of a sudden you're listening you're to right, the best you're music. right from the airliner have you it, ever been to the airline down oh, okay now it's yeah, shut down yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah they, they had that one club that, yeah yeah and i i remember going there this is like years ago too i remember the first time i went there and it was for that I forget what the club was called, but it was like the really popular, famous one where the the, uh, the Gaslamp Killer, like, yeah, 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 that, that, that one. And I remember the first time I went there. I only went there like maybe three times. But I remember the first time I went there was in the parking lot with a friend, and then the people parked next to us mm-hmm. were like from Orange County, and they came just to, to the yeah, yeah, yeah just to go to that club, and they're like, "You want to hang out with us?" And the dude opened his trunk, and he had a case. And when he opened the case, there was a bong in there. And so then he brought the bong into the car, and we all that's smoked. So fucking and I was, Orange County. And I was so stoned the whole show. It was so amazing, because that's like perfect music to listen to when you're super high. Yeah. <laughs> no, and he puts on a show with visuals and shit. Dude, yeah. I, that, yeah. That, that and was... I can't even tell you. Like, I don't I don't know other than from experiencing it. I guess that's another thing, too. Like, there's, there's always so much stuff happening. You experience stuff, but you don't really, like kind of collect the data to even like to say to retell it yeah to retell it you know but you're like oh i was there it was fucking amazing (laughs) (laughs) and you're a poet (laughs) oh well 
well, not, yeah, how I say that's going to be even more fucked up. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it is. I, I, it's nice to have someone here that's so, got such a romantic love affair with the city. I, like, yeah. I, it's making me appreciate it more, especially because I think that one of the things that I'm getting into now is being here on the east side because I, lived, I, I okay. lived in Culver City for a while and it was yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can like, do a lot of stuff. There's a lot of restaurants, but this is like different. This is yeah. this has a little. Bit I feel more like you always it. need to go to the place where people are walking around. Yeah, and then you'll be like, you'll figure out something you like about it. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this is gonna be an interesting neighborhood as it changes because it it's one of those places. I you can tell that they're descending on it because it has a business district. It has like a main yeah, strip. for sure. You can see yeah, exactly. and they're and like they're just like ah yeah. The next proper the next place we're gonna tear apart. Yeah, so, and I always feel terrible as like an artist because like. I've always lived in all these other places because you move there because it's cheap and then, and then yeah, you yeah. get like two years there and then like it's over and yeah. you got to move again and then... It's frustrating. <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. What's it called? So so in terms of influences with, uh, with the cities, are, are, are there any particular um, visual artists that are from LA specifically that, that influence you or is it mostly Yeah, writers? for sure. Yeah. Are you a big Chris Burden guy, or or is that too? Maybe too that's LA? a little too broad for me. Yeah. Um. No, I think that's the cool thing about LA is that because I came here to go to art school, and that's where I took my my lead from people that I met here, mm-hmm. and so it's been very direct direct contact with people that I met through that channel. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I don't know. And then uh, I think a, another thing in LA is like, people love to hate stuff here because it's so nice all the time. Like that's yeah, part yeah. of being an Angelino. <laughs> so I love all the artists that I hate, you know, like, uh-huh. like, like I, I love and hate John Baldessari and I love and hate Ed Ruscha, you know, okay. like, and like I go back and forth between those things, you know, and I'm yeah. probably like hated because I'm jealous, you know? Yeah, but they're also such, so, so specific and, 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 uh, yeah. the LA is so different now that it's, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it doesn't necessarily always still apply in every instance, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like their 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 romanticization is not necessarily what you find romantic about. Yeah. Being here. Yeah. Because it's not so much of a fucking hippy dippy like, you know. It's it's uh, in their time it was like what he he was working in the seventies, in sixties and seventies. Uh, Rusha, uh, uh, Um, I don't know the time period. Whatever he did, the sunset book or whatever till. I mean, he's still making stuff, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know that. I'm, that's I'm really bad with time. I don't believe in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, um, well, I mean, his iconic stuff is, I think, is probably from from yeah from the seventies, which is like, even then, or I'm gonna say it is just to make my point. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but like Venice Beach and Manhattan Beach used to be completely different communities. Now they're like super ritzy. Like even the South Bay has this like. Uh, kind of like <laughs> uh, vibe to it, where where it's a little you know four million dollar homes and shit like that, where it just just be like a hippie town. Yeah. Um. But I mean, why wouldn't you if if during that time if you could have you probably would have been in Venice Beach too because you would have been able to afford a place and it would have been by the beach. No, right? no, no. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying. I'm just yeah. saying that the the demographics and what there is to say about oh, the city sure. changes so much when yeah. when you know it's not like when when it, it, it you yeah I'm not hitting on them for living there. I'm just saying that like no. that what there is to say about LA now is completely different than what you know like it was an exciting like uh, the. The music scene was kind of exciting. A lot of um, mm-hmm. pedal companies like Strymon and and this guy uh, that makes this thing called the Chapman Stick, which is like a, a variation of a guitar that is like you play as a tapping instrument. You tap the notes instead of plucking them. Yeah. But like there's all these like uh, stories of like 1970s uh, L.A. being so innovative and inventive. And not that it's not that now, but you can't just get like a... Uh, 
a house in Woodland Hills and turn it into like your business that easily. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. The I mean, forever like the the dreams are always dying here. And yeah. Maybe like <laughs> you know, maybe you shouldn't have been dreaming in the first place. You know, like like or or <laughs> if you got in in the seventies, you're doing fine now because you bought that house that's become that's that that uh, you know. Factory. Yeah, but I still think that's kind of like the dream that entices people that they think they can do that. But you, you think really, people think that still you can really can can't. Yeah, 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 you no, know, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> the majority of us aren't. You know, like one person that did that. You yeah. know, and then like, yeah. and then when you get to know that person, you know all the reasons why they really got to do that. You know, <laughs> that shit doesn't exist. You know. <laughs> So what else? What else do you feel about? Like, what? What do you tell me more about um, this fascination with the city? This fascination with literature. Tell me more about, mm-hmm. or just like, what's poetry nowadays? Because I really, I am. I just had somebody in mm-hmm. here who explained painting to me, contemporary painting. Okay. Because I knew. Uh, I the last really thing I understood was the whole uh, Clement Greenberg and you know. Uh, yeah, and, I mean, and, and I that. feel like that stuff. I, I definitely. So like had to poetry. read all that stuff, but I didn't. I've been taking my cues from the people I meet here, the the city, the artists that I meet here. You mm. know, um, most of my most of the teachers at school were LA based artists or from LA, or a lot of them went to Cal Arts um, in in like the heyday of Cal Arts. Um, but yeah, like I remember the first time meeting Baldessari and like how like kind of monolithic he looked, you know, mm. and just like the few instances of being in school and having talked to him was like, like joy, you know, like mm. you, you fan out, you know, cause I'm a nerd for art. Yeah. So like any interaction I ever had with that guy in like the, the couple of years, uh, was really cool for me. And I remember seeing him out and stuff and it was like, Oh yeah. And like, I don't know, you, you mythologize anything like in, in, but like living that is always what I like it, or like and in LA you can, you can see like the artists that are here. Uh-huh. Um, but it makes it makes that reality seem more accessible. Do you think? I don't know if accessible other than it just makes me happy because that's what I'm <laughs> interested in. You know, uh-huh. I don't, there, I wouldn't get that from many other things or any other kind of celebrity, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but so after school, I, 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 I studied painting, but I didn't really do painting, you know? Uh-huh. And I thought, like, I would go to art school and learn how to be a writer. Okay. Um, which, that was just my idea for whatever reason when I was young, like, mm. just to be complicated, you know? Mm. Well, but, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> You're an artist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got you to figure out how you're complicated. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then all you, I felt like a lot of, I loved art school because all you did was, like, read a lot, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, this is perfect, you know? And, like, um, in the same way that I was telling you, like, studying the prompt, like, I was just like, okay, whatever I get it on my hands on, I could literally look at it in the format and how they put this together and then try and study that, learn that, and then and then try and develop my own style mm-hmm. based on reading other people's shit. You yeah, know? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. You, uh, like that was always like that's how you do it. You you like you you read enough to where you understand how someone does something so that you can so that you can see what it means to find your own way. Yeah. You know? Like, but what I guess what I'm more curious about is is uh, how how do you perceive like what is, um, you know, for example, there was a time where slam poetry was uh-huh. a big deal, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. like, <laughs> we can I, I, is it safe to call that a, a trend based on your reaction to that, <laughs> or or is that know. still relevant? Like, what is what what? How would you describe what the pursuits of poetry are now? Uh, okay, as, as as opposed to what we may misconceive, because I really f- don't fucking know. But when I saw that mm-hmm. that that the poet laureate reading something mm-hmm. that was inappropriated. Um, like knowing that that even exists within the realm of mm-hmm. of of uh, of poetry, it, it 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 kind of, I mean, it makes sense why it would happen. It's something that happens in every other art form, right? Just, mm-hmm. um, but, and and I don't think that that's necessarily an invalid thing to say. Like this has importance as art or as poetry even though it was written with an intention by someone else with an intention to something else. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, but like, it sounds like that's not 
the only thing that's happening in in poetry. So, mm-hmm. what, what? How would you describe the broader sense of like what? Like for example, when I was when I had the painter in here, mm-hmm. he was saying that painting used to be very uh, trope based, mm-hmm. where it was self referential, and they were paint, and now they're trying to now painting seems to be pushing away from that, mm-hmm. and so. So, mm-hmm. how, like, I'm a, a complete novice in terms of what is, uh, I think also mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those forms that maybe unless it's like someone legitimate, uh, you know, like someone that has, it's hard to, I think a lot of people associate it with something that they did when they were younger, the same way that they associate it with drawing and painting. And art making, yeah, right? art making yeah. in general. Yeah. And, and, and so, but, but people still pursue it beyond mm-hmm. that right age. So mm-hmm. what, what, what do you discover once you go past that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I don't know what is going on in poetry now. I'm I'm only following my own trajectory of, yeah, of the, what but, I want to do. But if you're working uh-huh. in it, you know what yeah. you know what 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 uh, is relevant. Obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know what's relevant. You well, know, if you, yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. assuming that your work is relevant. Well, oh, yeah, I, I <laughs> which mean, may be giving you more. Yeah, credit. I mean, my rele- my work is the most relevant because <laughs> I make it and I'm trying to be relevant. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's no, what no, I'm I saying. totally agree. Yeah, um, um, but I. I guess I wouldn't have this int- the the interest in it if the things that I if I wasn't interested in like Los Angeles and the literature I already found or like the heavy basis of it. Okay. Like that was a guiding force to make. So it's older stuff that like I'm more interested in or that prompted me to go in that direction. Mm. And so then after that, I've written a lot of poetry. Like I've 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 made a lot of short stories. I, I've written a lot of poems. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually when uh, I started painting more and kind of left that behind, mm-hmm. then poetry was a way for me to describe my paintings or to describe that now that I'm painting, I'm still writing, but it's, it's a visual format and that, um, and that like the colors, the line, the gesture, all that stuff are my words. And like, it, it a lot of it has to deal with i've had to write a lot of things in 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 face of putting on exhibitions mm-hmm. and so that that's where i still write but then a lot of a lot of the poetry that i talk about now is literally my paintings and mm-hmm. and and what they look like and how i make them and using poetry to describe that process or okay. that 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 is that it is poetic and so then, uh, other than that, I've been searching for for things that kind of fuel that or like reassure that. And um, in in literature, in books I read, but mostly like fictional literature. Mm. And other than that, my as being a poet and someone who goes and makes things, part of the job is to interact with other people that are doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So as far as searching that out in the city, I've met other colleagues. Mm-hmm. And other specifically poets, and I always consider people who do poetry exclusively or, or different than like how I talk about it in, in my paintings and how I make art, who people who don't make visual art or who don't consider themselves a, a painter or a visual artist, who, yeah, was, yeah. Who, who would say they're a poet that I've met through that way, who there's been specific, specific just meeting friends that do that, and then a the specific group to hear that there was a concentration with that I met with Jackie that um, there was a group called the women group that met at stories and books cafe that no longer does that anymore. Uh But towards the later end of it, um, uh, Jackie introduced me to it. I had another friend, Richard Andres that went there and um, I would go to those as much as I could. That's been my only experience with the other people that do contemporary poetry, contemporary poetry. But, but since then, like in the same way I, I like like as a, a visual artist, like you put on exhibitions, right? Mm-hmm. So I've I've searched out performing or, or reading after doing that group and like reading at art events or like reading at openings or, or whatever, like, you know, whatever goes around an exhibition or something like that and reading in front of art crowds, which mm-hmm. is like a whole nother thing. Okay. Um but how how is that? Uh, how how do you separate those two? Like wh- how? It's usually way easier reading in front of like an art crowd. Really? Yeah. Why? Like, they're less critical. 
Okay. <laughs> there was Everyone's something so sweet to the way you said that. Too. Like, they're less cr- like you were vulnerable there for a moment. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> yeah, that is true. Unless you're in in, in school, everybody, you, you, yeah. you, your art gets a lot of passes. But I, yeah, exactly. And I, I have a hard time with that because I was even... Um, talking about this recently where like where i had a a solo shop here in lincoln heights and Mm. you know it's up for five weeks and i had a shit ton of fun we had a great opening there was events and great clothing and you're hanging out with friends and having a good time and then someone's like well you should be like really happy you know like or you seem really happy but in my head i'm like i'm fucking miserable because i didn't like i didn't i didn't get the part where we sit there for two hours and talk about it afterwards and that's the fun (laughs) for me and i'm like (laughs) and and if i don't get that satisfaction during the time that i'm there or hanging out with people i have to do it on my own because otherwise i'm just going to be like seethingly angry yeah but could you imagine if like you had your opening and it turned into a crit i would love that i would love that (laughs) oh come on man i worked really hard so let me uh when you say that you're doing you're working with the um That laugh got me. <laughs> uh, that you're working like it, with the descri- describing the paintings and the process of the paintings. So then the poetry becomes a little bit more abstract. And and is it important? Exactly. Is yeah. It, is it important that people know that it's about the painting, or does that free you up to be a little bit more open to, um, like? Are uh-huh. you describing I stretch the canvas, things like that? Or are you describing... Because one of the things that I find mm-hmm. interesting is Jack Kerouac in mm-hmm. the foreword for The Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he says that photography is lyrical, is, is more like poetry, mm-hmm. whereas uh, film is more like, uh, you know, f- literature, fiction, fictional literature. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about documentaries. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing artists are always trying to do is, like, find the right words to ascribe to how they see what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a large part of it. Whereas, like, in painting, I do a multitude of, like, making things that you could visually recognize and then not making those things and then combining those two areas. So... When you're not making something that's easily recognizable, it's automatically abstract, right? Mm-hmm. But I always would, you know, like most people, I think a lot of artists have trouble with any kind of term you apply to it that you don't fully understand. But not that I don't understand that, but every time I hear abstract, I think words are abstract. Yeah. You know? No, like that makes it, sense. And, and so that's that's literally like that's that's like a big one for me. Like, so you're you know, more interested in the ambiguity that explaining something can leave yeah okay yeah for sure yeah like even to the point of being like obsessed with it you know (laughs) (laughs) i'm getting a broad smile from jackie even before you said that she's like oh yeah we hit it (laughs) oh hang out with that guy for a day (laughs) Uh, you're you're exact you're like your uh, vocal <laughs> range is exactly like mine. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> it's loud. But then when you crack up, it just gets super loud. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man. So, um, I don't know. What else What what, what else do you, do you feel? So, like, that ambiguity. Uh-huh. I think it's an interesting one because there is so much... Um, emphasis and and to some good degree there's a power to to language that that need, that is being addressed like in terms of like the assumptions that are made when we say certain things right yeah. like just to keep it as vague as possible so that we'd include feminism uh it, you know um anti-homosexuality i don't want to make it an anti how do you say that like just gay rights just the idea of like uh, the or uh, sorry heteronormative uh-huh. is what I'm looking for. Okay. So like so so that's an interesting thing that's happening 
But it sounds like what you're interested in is a little bit more that space where you explain something, but it still doesn't necessarily make sense. Or and and, and so, yeah. Is, is I that, think I always want to open up more meaning than like you start in with. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so is it do you, do you get into like uh, Buddhist koans and and things like that where it's like. Uh, you know, um, have you ever gotten into some of that uh, Eastern philosophy is what they called it in the 90s, which I think is a little weird and broad. But, uh, you know, like things like uh, not necessarily the I Ching, but like, you know, I remember one specific book called The Games Zen Masters Play, which is just the idea of like, mental, they're not riddles, Mm -hmm. but they're things that sort of sex of poetry or or i it's been a long time since i looked at anything like that Mm -hmm. um yeah but is there any is there any parallel there or is that am i just associating it to the closest thing i can think of i don't think it's distant from it but it's not something i'm looking at right now yeah no no yeah, 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 yeah yeah Um, I'm just trying to get a better sense of what it is that you're doing by referencing something else that, mm-hmm. that, that I see similarity with, mm-hmm. but so, but, but that, that play, that, that kind of blissful moment of confusion where your brain is like, eh? <laughs> or is that, is yeah. that too much it, or am I making too much of what you're saying? No, 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 no. Um, blissful moment where your brain's kind of like. I mean, I'm always trying to translate feeling, right? Okay. Um, whether it is visually through an object or visually through writing an object, like mm. it always trying to. It's it's never about. It's never about like a single word, or mm. like even a single sentence. You know, in the same way, like a painting's never about a single color. Sometimes, sometimes there, there, like in writing, there are moments in a painting where it seems like it's all about one thing on it, or like mm. maybe one stroke or one gesture, because that one thing is so profound. Mm. But you kind of got to do all the things surrounding it either to get at that point, yeah. or to feed that point, you know, to to make it substantial. Um, but. I was th- the latest thought I had about it was that personally being a Mexican American person only speaking English not speaking Spanish mm. um I could fucking swear you speak Spanish just the way <laughs> just <laughs> you I have one of those faces where people are surprised when I speak Spanish uh-huh, uh-huh. I you have one of those faces where I'm surprised that you don't speak it um and <laughs> in the way you brought up the diaspora but like I really think about like in in terms of of practicality, okay, if, you know we're talking about first generation, and I was like fourth generation. I still don't know what the fuck that shit means, or like yeah. my own personal history and how much of it actually ties to America and like the history of America and this specifically the Southwest region, you know, which was probably Mexico anyway to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> so, so it's like an, stuff, a boundary being moved, and then yeah. Now, and as much as I want to dive into that more, I have to live in the present, yeah. and so. So that I don't think I have to choose either way, but I'll never be satisfied either direction I move in. Yeah. Um, well, but, and the uh, other thing is that the, the Spanish is really just another emblem of uh, of, of colonial. colonial yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's like, like fuck. Yeah. Like I don't even want to worry about that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't speak fuck this other all. oppressor language. <laughs> but I have found, and maybe it's because I read and write and speak English. I am in love with the English language, and I think it's really malleable. Uh-huh. And I think it's to this point where, like, this book I'm reading is a translation from Spanish. But it's the first thing I read since, like, Fonte or Bukowski, where I was like, oh, that's my kind of writing. Or I know exactly how these guys are writing and what they're saying and, like, the cadence and, like, speaking at, like, a beat or speaking about a city or speaking about a place, and I'm there, you know? Mm. As soon as I open up that book, that's exactly how I felt. And it's translated into English, but I think it, I don't know, I can't tell you if the translation super well or, or if or the reason why I'm in love with it is the same reason why someone would be in love with it in Spanish, in Spanish yeah, you yeah. know, but so that I was like, but then that could be said somewhat about like Herman Hesse or Herman uh-huh. Hesse. Yeah. 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 And, uh, I and really like, I see that when I was talking, 
that I went through every single book I could yeah, read, yeah. and there's the one beneath the will. And I, I, I'm a yeah, I fucking love tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love tragedy? You Damien know? is so dark too. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's and that's a fucking weird one because that's like about yeah, and it's kind of all that 70s, the same thing like the way Pulp Fiction pulls you in, and it's yeah. kind of like taking place 70s, 80s, or whatever you know. But it has that kind of nostalgia, and there's there's kind of a an era. Wait, of, do you think Pulp Fiction takes place in the 80s? No, it takes place in the 90s for sure. But like. The, the but kind it, of, it, the, it has the, the fascination. The characters are fascinated with different time periods. Yeah, yeah. and it's kind of the the seventies and eighties mixed up yeah, yeah, to yeah. smash together, and they're all kind of living that same timeline, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of like L.A., like how you would travel down a full street here. You go to the really nice part. And then you're in this other part and you're like, I don't know, you know, yeah. like, I don't know what era this is. And and what's crazy about that movie is I don't I think that because it's not uh, linear, so many there so many different moments are um, so memorable of it. Mm-hmm. Like just every time we talk about it, I'm thinking of a different uh, like iconic imagery of of L.A., Right, like uh, yeah. him in the car with uh, with um, oh, sorry John Travolta, and that's another fucking weird thing that that, mm-hmm. that they do in that movie where like you uh, you have a character and you see him die and then he comes back because yeah. and that gives you a sense of like the timeline. Mm-hmm. It's really crazy. Um, What's my thesis is produced by Javier Proenza, who is talking in the third person. Reach out at whatsmythesis at gmail and follow us on all social media at What's My Thesis. Don't forget to review and subscribe. And if you donate to our Patreon, this is where I'll give you a shout out and make up what kind of art you make based entirely on your name and nothing else. <laughs>